it's such a ridiculous conversation we're having. So we start each week with one of us coming up with an idea for a character. We make heroes. We make villains. The fun show nobody gets to see. The best show happens backstage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're saying is we're we're inviting you in to enjoy the parts of the process that we enjoy. If anyone listening gets inspired to make something original for themselves, then we've done our job. I think that even though the whole podcast is us creating the character, it's a podcast about writing process. We forget it's a podcast and get lost in the story. Welcome to the B-Mega Podcast. This is Adam. I'm here with my good buddy and writing partner and general compatriot in all things fun and creative, Luke. How you doing, Luke? Ooh, thank you for... How'd you, how'd you like that title? <laughs> uh, I'm fantastic now. Thanks, one, Adam. One of those great titles, like, like it, that if you get the right kind of job with the right kind of business cards, that's a big, long title that sounds really fancy and doesn't mean anything. You just flash it at people. Hey, look at this. I had a lot of fun last week creating the Toxic Taxi Driver. I hope that some of you joined us for that and uh, headed over to our webcomic at megatoncitynews.com to see all the fun megas there. Luke, I was giving a lot of thought to taxis. You and I grew up in a small town where there weren't any such thing as a taxi. And as we've moved on, I think probably you've had similar experiences that I have which is to say that taxis can be sort of terrifying as well as adventures and fun within themselves. Do you have any specific uh, taxi stories that come to mind? Well, there's one that uh, that stands out. I, um, To be honest, I haven't ridden in very many at all, but uh, one, I was traveling to Minneapolis, and uh, it was for a convention. I had never been in a shuttle taxi before sharing the oh, ride with, with, other, with strangers. Yeah. And... Uh, I didn't. I thought that either the driver was lost, or, or that I had missed my ex. Like I hadn't gotten off where I was supposed to, because yeah. everybody else was dropped off. I was the last person. And you I, thought you were just on the shuttle to nowhere. I was terrified. I thought I was going to end up at the taxi company's <laughs> office. Um, just have to live there just, forever. Yeah, like I'm here to work now. I guess I'll That's just learn amazing. learn my way around Minneapolis. But I wanted to give the guy a hug and a high five when he actually dropped me off at the the hotel that I recognized in my my paperwork. Absolutely, yeah, I could appreciate that. I one time circumstantially was <laughs> circumstantially like it was a federal case or something. <laughs> I one time circumstantially was in Washington, D.C. and had to be at the Canadian embassy for something. And I realized when I got there in the taxi from my hotel that all I had was Canadian cash on me. And he didn't take a credit card, which ended up with me sitting in front of the Canadian embassy getting yelled at by a taxi driver (laughs) because he wouldn't accept my Canadian cash. It was a very strange experience. (laughs) Previously at the HQ. Recently, I was struggling with my cell phone to text one of my friends about a band that I had uh, been listening to, and I, I really wanted them to hear this song, hear this album. And um, I was trying to trying to to send them a message on my phone, and I have it's it's like my cell phone has an autocorrect brain of its own. It autocorrects to words that I don't type often um, and and just randomly like things that I know I've typed it'll just pop up with a with a different autocorrect uh, so I was 
trying to send this this text message to my friend about an alternative rock band that I wanted them to hear. And for some reason it kept auto-correcting the word rock to Rick. So I saw this phrase on my phone and I immediately thought this this has to be a character. So this week's mega is alternative Rick. Time for the brainstorm. I think of all <laughs> of all the uh, the mega name reveals that you've done. I don't know what is this our tenth episode. Mm-hmm. I'm the most excited about alternative Rick. <laughs> so okay, so tell me about alternative Rick. I imagine alternative Rick as this indecisive musician. He he can't commit to a particular instrument or even a musical style. He loves music, but he he can't he can't commit to any one thing. He is a jack of all trades, a master of none. He can noodle around mm-hmm. on all sorts of instruments. He's not like a virtuoso by any means. Right. Um he lives in a garage above his grandparents' garage or sorry. He lives <laughs> He lives in a, a two-story garage. He lives in a garage above his grandparents' garage. It's it was so handy because there was never a car in the second garage. It's not the garage community. <laughs> he he lives in a um he lives in a loft apartment above his grandparents' garage. Uh and he he's, the fella is Rick. Like late 20s early 30s. He's been doing this a while. Yeah, yeah, and um, he he's filled this loft apartment with all, just just an immense collection of of musical instruments, just eclectic. It's Does he ban- jump around musical styles also? Yeah, yeah. Like he yeah. he's he has banjos, he has he has electric guitars, he has a piano, he has keyboards, uh, he has a synthesizer, bongos. bongos uh, he's got a turntable. Uh, he's got. Just uh, it's that big weird Australian thing. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> now that uh, didgeridoo, didgeridoo, yes, <laughs> that'll sound really good. That part where we stop to think about what the word for that Australian thing is. He, um, yeah, he definitely has a didgeridoo, he has a mouth harp, yes. he just. Anything that what he does is he he visits uh, antique sh- stores with mm-hmm. his grandparents. Uh, he goes to uh, yard sales with his grandparents. He spends a lot of time with his grandparents shopping for for just so. What else is, is music? All that's important to him. He he's been he has spent several years trying to craft the ultimate alternative rock album because uh-huh. he can't he can't select a single style of music so he feels like this right. alternative rock concept because is going to be, be anything yeah he can bring all of these things together he's gonna do a complete a complete <laughs> smash up of all the styles of music yes in one quintessential alternative rock album <laughs> yes i was thinking musician too but i was thinking that he would be very specifically um in anything that he did but also in, uh, a musician, but in anything that he did, he specifically sought to do the thing that was less popular. <laughs> so that was like his 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 big fu to the world. 
And maybe in this case, we could incorporate something similar where part of why he jumps around so much is he then gets really frustrated that he feels like something is being sort of overdone. Yeah. And so that's why he's going to do everything because that's not been overdone. Right. Like, uh, like he was going to do, uh, do a cello solo in one of his, or in this, in one of these songs. Yeah. And then, and then Yo-Yo Ma became really, really famous. Does he even yeah. play cello? I don't think he plays cello. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're there. I was <laughs> with right. you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so then, the, the, and that's, yeah, and he's gone through all these, like, he he had a phase where he played the spoons, but then there was somebody on, somebody was on Letterman or something playing the spoons, he was like, bah, the spoons are overdone now. He tried, uh, tried jazz flutes, it didn't work. He did an entire album that was just the, the sounds of him slapping his belly with his hands. <laughs> Does he have any specific like aversions or or fears or concerns or things that he's against? I think he's afraid of people not listening to his music. He's afraid that he will make something but people won't listen to it. Like he he's self-destructive then is part yeah. of why he like runs away from anything that is he feels like has an audience yeah. because it's... because deep down he's really terrified that They're he just... really wants people to listen to him, but if he intentionally does the thing that's not popular then if people don't listen he has something to blame yeah i like that a lot so what do you envision then as the 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 event that takes alternative rick to the next level he has grandparents that he's he spends his time with. oh right they, so he can't be that old. um yeah i mean yeah i guess that's true we'll have to figure that out 40 is 40 pushing. yeah maybe he just does it on his own maybe that's it that's fine. Um, he could have. He could live. He could rent a room above an old couple. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And maybe that's he spends time with them. He's kind of their surrogate son. He they they don't they have an empty nest and yeah yeah he hangs out with them. But he anyway he that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he he spends all this time at the at yard sales and antique stores and and pawn shops trying to find more instruments to add to his collection. He one day comes across a pawn shop that he's never seen before in the city. It's just it's opened up all of a sudden. He walks in and it's just packed with with all kinds of just shiny, magnificent items. Not just instruments, just just lined with all sorts of different everything um, you could ever want. Just just things he can't even he can't believe people would have would have given would have put these things in a pawn shop. And he finds this mandolin, this just shimmering little electric mandolin, and he pays for it. He goes home, and it's it's not working. It's uh, He plugs it in, and it's just giving him static. So he goes back to the pawn shop, and it's gone. Like, it's not even there. It's just it's as if Nothing it never even existed. Just an empty lot. And so he goes back home. He's kind of confused. He fiddles around with it, plugs it back in, gets it to work, and he starts noodling around. And he happens to play this combination of, of notes and chord progressions. And this veil of magical mist just envelops him. He feels this just kind of power come over him. And then he starts to sense that something within him has changed. And, uh, and he starts developing these new powers. Is there some sort of good in the mandolin? 
like does he have so is is he then completely changed as an individual or is it just when he's got this mandolin or it's, are the powers within the mandolin it's definitely the mandolin the things that happen to him are are tied directly to the mandolin so does he have to have it to have the powers then yes it's always a part of him He's always with it now. He has, if he wants to use his powers, he will have to have the mandolin. It's kind of like Thor's hammer. What's his purpose? Wanting to add to this this collection, but maybe I should have added while he's while he was in this pawn shop. There's so many choices. It's so hard for him to really come down to one decision, and he has to take a risk. He has to to just commit to this one thing that that kind of stands out to him. Where there are, there are just immaculate instruments uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Why does he choose the mandolin? Uh, because it is painted in gold, blue, and red flames. Uh, um, is his thing. It's just it's not what he would have expected for a mandolin. It's nothing he's ever seen before. Right. And it, it helps guide him in making that decision. As nice as everything else looks in this pawn shop, yeah. there's this one thing that is completely off kilter a little bit. It's not quite what he right. would have expected. And it helps draw him to making this decision where in, previously in his life he's he's had such a hard time narrowing making decisions and narrowing, narrowing his choices down. And now a word from our new sponsor. Hey, any fellow creators out there? Do you have an exciting project in your head or laptop or scrawled on the bathroom wall that you're hesitating to get out in front of an audience? We get it. Luke and I spent years talking about a variety of ideas without getting anywhere, having no idea how or where to start bringing our ideas to an audience. You should take that first step today. Find a domain name and host the website that will help your work find its audience. Today's B-Mega podcast is sponsored by Fat Cow. Click the Fat Cow link in the description of this episode to get started today. Our Megaton City News webcomic is hosted at Fat Cow, and it gives us the storage and security we need for a price we can afford on a webcomic salary. And you will be helping Luke and I to continue producing the B-Mega podcast at the very same time. Start getting your work out there today. Have a donut and be mega. This has been a message from our sponsors. Mega Power. When Alternative Rick has this mystical mandolin, when he strums it and plucks a certain series of notes and Mm -hmm. chords, he can see all of the alternatives and consequences in a given situation, whatever he's experiencing at the moment or if someone has given him a series of events to think about, he with this this music, he can see everything that could happen. Music playing, he sees the different different options in front of him. Does it happen quickly, or does it like take a little while for him to go through all of the exp- seeing all of the visions of the experiences? Like you know what I mean? Does he like immediately see think, all of the different alternatives? I think it's like but a ding 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 ding, and then. And, and then immediate. just doom, 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 the the right. the paths kind of show show up sure. in front of him. Yeah. So does he have a better decision making ability because of that, or yes. does he just see all the alternatives? Okay, yeah, good. Definitely. So yeah. So it's I can yeah see that going either way. <laughs> he's so like, he's, I don't so know he's what never to do. able to make any decision. <laughs> no. So then he's objectively able to weigh his options because he can see what would come right. up the difference. 
it clarifies his thought processes from as opposed to before when he just he couldn't Man. organize his thoughts. Wouldn't that be a nice superpower to yeah, have? Right. I would like that one. And and he finds it most useful when he's at a restaurant and has to order because then he can look at all the different menu items and say, oh, no, the salmon looks weird. It does seems like it would be good when you read the thing on the menu, but it, it looks weird. It's got like a film over it or something. Chicken looks good. Or like when you're going to go to a wedding and they've got two options and then you always pick the wrong option. Yeah. Do you do that? Oh, yeah. It's always like, ah, I think I'm going to get the... I think I'm going to get this beef thing. And yeah, then it's like it's, the beef thing looks weird. The chicken looks like it was a safer option. It, it looks like they took the, the beef out of like a giant can of spam. Uh, beef spam. So does he continue to be a champion for good and, and, and new music or something then? Does that become like a, what's he doing out in the world? That could actually tie into my next power really well, actually. Mega ability. So once he's figured out how to use this mandolin and, and he knows that he has this power, he has all of these other instruments at his disposal and he uses this mandolin to make decisions that lead to him becoming, uh, not taking advantage of this thing, but le it helps lead him to uh, becoming a popular musician that people are actually listening to. Uh, right. And he uses this public exposure as a way to help other people make decisions for themselves because he's he finds out that as he's playing this mandolin a certain uh, another combination of of notes actually helps other people make decisions for themselves or he can influence people to make poor decisions so if he's if he's faced with an enemy uh, he can play his music and force and persuade them to make the wrong decision that may lead them into right. a, an alley if his allies are trying to uh, to escape them. So because he was incapable of making decisions and was really crippled by his inability to commit to one artistic voice or project or instrument in his case, now he actively helps other people to to really commit and make decisions and I and you know you know that you know the only thing that's like sh like I'm not I'm uncertain about Okay. is I don't like that the only reason that he can make decisions now is because he can see all of the op all of the possibilities for some reason that feels I don't know do you know what I mean I like I think it's I don't think I think it's a small change to me it works because without this thing he becomes he's crippled by his inab inability to make decisions he becomes powerless again so his weakness continues to be his inability to make decisions, but this allows him, because he can then see all of the options, he can do it. Well, okay, how about this then? How about just the modification, this power where he can help people make decisions? And maybe this, maybe I'm just, this is me finally figuring out what you're saying. Okay. Um, and that I misunderstood it initially. Is that he can help people to feel confident in whatever decision they want to make. Right. He's able to project a confidence in whatever it is that in in the in the, the thing that you want to do but you're just not doing right and for enemies he's able to project a lack of decisiveness and yes. an inability to move forward or even an ability or even better yet as you said uh, the, the force the decisions to be in the in the opposite of your best interest he, yeah he kind of he can kind of stupefy the the, yeah. the enemies and they kind of become confused That's really good 
he's it should definitely be an emphasis on the fact that he's making decisions himself. He sees mm-hmm. these different options. It's just right. clarifying what choices he has. Well, but so, he's still and he's he's fallible. He he can't right. he doesn't always make the the perfect decision or or the right decision. So so maybe at first he goes through a he goes through a phase where he spends way too much of his like focus and decision making on doing the things that will make him popular. So he goes through a whole phase where he gets really popular and just is like a pop star, like alternative yes. Rick, the pop star. Like yes. he's doing like remixes with Miley Cyrus and stuff. And, and then, and, but then like after a little bit of that, he just, he realizes how much he hates it and that he wishes that he was that even though he has that ability to be so popular that it would be better to be liked for something that he that he actually respects and yes. thinks is fresh and not over because he still thinks that it's unfair to do something that's just you know I love that. Of the masses or something I love that and that's how <laughs> that's that's when he actually develops this this yeah. great alternative album that's combining yeah. all the things that he's worked on over the years and, and maybe that's when he becomes inspired maybe there's like a six month period where he's kind of he's kind of a real jackass and he doesn't use his powers for good and he goes through all of that and then he has to evolve into this he realizes that you should make decisions based on what's based on just what's fulfilling for you and not what other people think yes so then that's how he helps other people who have a hard time making decisions he just helps you to commit to whatever the decisions are that whatever you it is you want to do that's true to you mega ability this mandolin i have a thought on this mandolin that i would i would put forth for your brain goo to ponder okay the mandolin what do you think about it being being sort of irresistible to listen to that that when he plays the mandolin there's a there he has a a, a, he he can like he captures like he's the pied piper of mandolin land or something i don't know where i was going with it but that he would be able to like i think just more that it's impossible not to like the sound of this mandolin maybe that's it is that it's the impossibly likable mandolin yes that that could be a hero in and of itself the impossibly <laughs> likable. well that's what no. it's called maybe and that's <clears throat> i like that it there's this like oh the, that over time it's been passed along through these mysterious channels the impossibly likable mandolin i love mandolin. it that's I, like a it's like a van like a minivan but that's also a giant mandolin <laughs> the mandolin. <laughs> that just reminded me of something that i left out earlier what's that in the origin just that uh, there's a piece of sheet music in it, um, so like like stuffed inside, and that's how he starts playing these these notes. Oh, uh, uh, that's where he learns all the. Yeah, so maybe that sheet music has. It, that's where we, he finds out the name of this mandolin is the impossibly likable mandolin. Yeah, and then enemies. Whenever he's fighting, or he's whenever there are enemies around, or they're trying to do something, and they know he's going to be there. They they have to figure out ways to keep themselves from listening. So like they come in wearing like like noise canceling headphones. They've got like tissue stuffed in their ears. So what if he's now he doesn't know this initially, but over time he discovers that he's part of a team, of a band you could say, oh. of heroes who there that there are more of these instruments i love it i like, love it but they're, but they're all they all have different features yes. so like 
Like there's a, a painfully gleeful piano or something that you can't help but be happy when you hear this piano. So an eternally mournful seven string guitar. <laughs> just every yeah. everything that's played on that one just like gets people into a really gloomy mood. Oh, totally. The surprisingly sexy accordion. <laughs> I don't know. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I think... uh, that's amazing. And I think we have heroes to make for for at least weeks to come. Oh, yeah. They will sometimes come together to whatever, and, to make, to either either recreationally to make music or also to help each other in whatever it is that they, they do. Because when they play it together, then these different combinations of instruments make completely different combinations of powers and things that can happen oh i love it so much and then his his loft apartment he starts to become like the collect like he's the keeper of these instruments when they're not being used like as yes. he, as he meets these other people that are using them that's where he keeps everything and then they come and meet in this and he's got like a recording studio up there he's got his just garage like his where they play in his, in his recording studio and he's alternative rick so yeah that makes sense that he would also be like the the guy who's got like the soundboard and like yes. he's he's all the way into it. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Well done. Mega ability. Alternative Rick, because of the mandolin, has the ability to play anything. So whereas before his ability was he was okay and he could sort of play every instrument. Now he can play anything, period anything on the mandolin but he can also play other instruments okay i don't know how that works because he also has to have the mandolin but maybe not maybe how about this he can just play the mandolin and he can make it sound like anything he wants <laughs> like he can make the mandolin That's... sound like any instrument <clears throat> yeah this this electric mandolin is 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 you know the ultimate in multi-functionality it's it's a sampler and synthesizer all in one. Yeah. And that like all these different and like he immediately knows all these different ways to play it to get different sounds and 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 it can be played. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like it. Enemy. I mentioned that that enemies when they when they face him they have to stuff their ears or cover their ears somehow. His nemesis is in the same way that these other inst these other band members uh, exist, there's this this person who maybe just doesn't like music, if you can imagine that. Just someone who just can't stand, just is just just doesn't doesn't care for it, and doesn't understand its its purpose in life. Doesn't want other people to enjoy it, and he comes across this this uh, this artifact that allows him to become the shout master. And he, whenever Alternative Rick uh, is performing, the Shoutmaster tries to negate his sound by making just bellowing and 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 uh, distracting everybody else from listening, so they can't hear his his mandolin. And he knows all of these these uh, he has all of these special like super like high volume crazy like chanty shouts hi and it's like specifically designed to cover the sound of music like like really rhythmic he has they look like cannons but they're big speakers on his shoulders 
and he's got like a like some sort of a helmet on so you can't really see his face but it amplifies his voice so like when yeah, he, yeah. he's got like a speaker in his chest whenever he starts chanting these things it's just blasting off of his body and armor it's it's like very specifically like really awful pitches up and yeah. down and like really like like not a, not to any rhythm so right. like it's just very specifically unenjoyable and painful and yeah to sets makes his point clear that sound is all bad <laughs> yes and when he's when he's not acting as the shout master he just is just silent he just sits completely quietly, silent he doesn't silent. talk yeah. no he doesn't make any sound his feet don't make any noise when he walks <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't fart out loud <laughs> You want to hear? You want to hear his sneeze? Did you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This just in from Megaton City: mystical purveyor of unique musical instruments solves mystery of demonic dulcimer. Mega origin. Indecisive musician Rick Druthers dreamed of creating the world's most complex alternative rock album. For years, he scoured yard sales and antique stores to amass an eclectic collection of various instruments, which he kept on display in his loft apartment. Unable to settle on any particular music style, Rick was able to play all of the instruments with moderate skill, though he never dared to call himself a musical virtuoso. One afternoon, Rick discovered a mysterious new pawn shop that featured an immaculate collection of hunting supplies, home entertainment systems, and vintage video games. Rick stumbled upon a gorgeous mandolin that he couldn't resist buying. But as soon as he left the shop, the entire building disappeared before Rick's eyes. Dumbfounded, he returned to his apartment and discovered a piece of sheet music tucked into the instrument's strings. A note below the music read, To be played by the cosmic band. He played the notes from the old piece of paper and was stunned when he suddenly felt a clarity of thought. The melody gave him increased mental power, allowing him to easily navigate potential choices and consequences. He soon discovered that he could also influence the decisions of others simply by having them listen to his music. Using this new ability to first navigate the music industry before creating his magnum opus of an alternative album, Rick eventually began helping other people face their personal challenges with a clearer sense of purpose and confidence while listening to his music. Rick also set out to find other members of this cosmic band, traveling the world as a one-man master of music and a hero for hire, Alternative Rick. And there he is, Alternative Rick. Ah, rocking minds with his magical mandolin. Adam, this was a fun one, and you came up with some great ideas. Uh, I think this is a first for us as far as characters go. I don't think we've had an artist yet of any kind. Yeah, I don't so. think so. We've had food artists, I, I feel... I feel like we've had mostly food-related <laughs> characters. I'm always happy when there's one that doesn't have food because yeah. it seems like you food a lot. Yeah, we are hungry guys. But, I mean, it's I've got happen. like four on a list, and one of them is not food-related because <laughs> I gotta. I can't do the food ones every time, so I have to save them. It's 
like we have to make a rule not don't create characters when you have an empty stomach i'm always hungry luke uh me too thank you so much for joining us this week be sure to visit us online at megatoncitynews.com for all the mega shenanigans you could want follow us on twitter and instagram at megatoncity hashtag alternative rick and be sure to rate our podcast on itunes and share it with all of your friends and family until next week be great be wonderful be mega i don't know but it sounded like you said it's a mouseful <laughs> it's a mouseful i kind of it kind of i kind of lisped over it in a weird way like mouthful yeah so then i just immediately had this image of a mouse full of I don't know, just a like stuffed mouse. Squeak. Oh. Okay. I pictured a mouthful of mouses. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be mice, but that lost my mouse. (laughs) What? Where do they show me the music videos? I was gonna say on MTV. Is it on just the YouTube now? Is that the? Yeah. Uh. YouTube, Vimeo. uh, uh, it's just what happened to the MTV man. <laughs> Grandpa, the Grandpa, is that you? What? <laughs> Remember the MTV, Luke? Where, where did Adam go? Beavis and the Butthead. <laughs> Beavis and the Butthead. The characters and stories in this podcast are the property of Megaton City Creations. Copyright 2015.